So, you know, I don't think anyone ever becomes a therapist because they had a well-adjusted childhood. Of course, I haven't (laughs) met anyone yet. So, you know, the why really is that I grew up in a very volatile household and, you know, struggled with a lot of um, challenges myself, either, like I mentioned, having a learning disability uh, growing up. No one expected me to graduate high school, much less get a master's degree. So, um, and the problem was I saw myself as the problem as opposed to the system. Welcome to Shout Your Cause with Sally Hendrick, a digital magazine where you can get found, get heard, and get inspired with content that challenges us to be globally minded. Our focus is on raising awareness around social justice issues, cultural differences, and to bring you the people dedicating their lives to tackling challenging topics as their way of giving back. Let us be your advocate to make your voices heard around the world. Welcome to Shout Your Cause, everybody. Today, I've got a really special guest named Nicole Lewis Kieber. It is not Keebler. Do you get that from people? Oh, my God. All the time. (laughs) It's not Keebler. It's Kieber. K-E-E-B-E-R. But anyway, welcome, Nicole. Thank you for having me. I always tell people there are no elves here. We don't bake cookies. (laughs) So it's Kieber. So thank you for getting it right. And thanks for having me. Well, maybe you're, you're baking business cookies, I guess. <laughs> maybe. Co- cookies to heal our inner child trauma. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of inner child and trauma, why did that come up in the description when we just talked a few minutes ago? What, where does that come from? Well, you know, I was a therapist for 18 years. I'm a, I have a license in social work and was a therapist and worked in all kind of mental health and clinical settings and before I left the field. And so, uh, yeah, trauma is pretty much a part of all that. Um, and when I transitioned from doing therapy to working with small business owners and leaders and entrepreneurs, that um, idea of trauma's impact on our life and our decisions and how we see ourselves, it did not end in the therapy room. It came with me into learning about people's businesses and what works for them and what's not working for them. And so, yeah, but that's why I always, you know, say, Hey, this is the first thing that I always want to talk about is what is trauma? What isn't it because of my background and how it merged into what I do today. There's not a lot of people who talk about trauma and entrepreneurship, but it is something I've been doing research on and I'm really passionate about. Well, it makes a lot of sense, though, because entrepreneurs really push, we push ourselves really hard. We have this deep belief and passion for what we're doing, and we think that everybody needs to have that same passion, and then we get out into the world and we find out that not everybody's on our same bubble. Not everybody is on our timeline, and a lot of the things that we carry in our lives during maybe stressful times yeah. or during conflict tends to come up and we can probably trace that back to something, right? Yeah. It's, it's it, I have a masterclass called the trauma and entrepreneurship connection. And there really is a connection because what I've seen over in my research over the years is that there's usually some experience that we had in our formative years where we're developing our sense of self um, or what is possible for us, where we had a moment, whether we felt unseen, unheard, unsafe, 
misunderstood, you know, or had resources removed from us in some reason, in some way. And there's a moment of, you know, first our nervous system activates and like, I don't feel safe here in this moment or something needs to change. But we make kind of an unconscious vow to ourselves in that moment of I'm not going to be like you or I'll prove you wrong or I never want to feel this way again. I always want to be the one who's in control. And so I haven't found a person yet who can't track back some some germ of that entrepreneurial journey that came from a moment like that in their childhood or maybe teenage years. And, and the thing about people who had, you know, challenges in their childhood or, you know, even those formative teenage years is that we develop a high tolerance for discomfort, right? So that's a skill set kind of that you need for an entrepreneurial journey, and also the desire to be the one who's in control and having a high tolerance for the buck kind of stopping with you and really leaning on your own self, right? To be the one who's always in control. And those, those are all amazing skill sets for an entrepreneurial journey or a small business ownership or leadership, but they hit a wall pretty quickly at some point. And that's when people come to me because they're realizing like, oh gosh, you know, I, I can't get to where I want to go. Because now I can't bank on myself solely. I have to allow other people into my journey. I have to, you know, trust them to do their job. I have to rely on them to take something off of my plate. And that's when it can get really hard if you've had wounding around your trust. So, you know, the entrepreneurial and that trauma, childhood trauma and entrepreneurial connection is really deeply connected. Um, And our businesses become a way in which we work out that experience. And if we're not aware of that, it can derail your process. So it's really fascinating to me. And I've never understood why people, you know, particularly in the in the business world or our career, say drop, you know, work stuff is work stuff, home stuff is home stuff. We don't drop our baggage at the door and we start something new. We bring it in with us. Maybe we're better at masking it in one area than another. But it's never made any sense to me that we should have compartmentalized in like our lives are siloed like that. It's not how our nervous system works. It doesn't work that way. Do you have a dog? Learn Unleashed Potential Dog Training Secrets with Duke Ferguson. This free video series will get you pro training tips so you can get your dog's attention, eliminate behavioral problems, and enhance your relationship in just 20 minutes a day. Sign up at sallyhendrick.com forward slash dog training. Tell me a little bit more about your book. What's the name of it again? It's called How to Love Your Business. And it has a long subtitle that I can't even remember myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's over there. I don't want to reach for it. (laughs) So what is that book about? So the book is about, um, first of all, it shares my journey of how I kind of came into this awareness of trauma and and entrepreneurship or or, or trauma in business. And so it tells the story about how um, about two years into my own business, because, you know, we have we teach what we have to learn ourselves. I recognized that I was feeling really burnt out in my business too early out. Um, I was feeling like a failure and all of the evidence did not suggest that that was true. There was no data to support the fact that I felt like I was a failure. Um, My clients were doing fine. It was contributing to my family financially. 
no big deal, but I was feeling it. And so I had, I came to an awareness one morning. I just kind of had to get over myself and recognize why am I feeling this way? I'm a business of one. Like there's no one else here. Why do I feel like I'm failing? Like I'm a loser. Like I'm scared of my business at the point. Like I was really dreading Mondays and I didn't leave my job to dread Mondays, right? That was part of starting my own business. And so I didn't have to feel that dread anymore. And what I recognized through using some of my own coaching skills on myself and my therapeutic skills was I recognized that I was feeling like this about my business. It, it felt like it was um, kind of, of an abusive dynamic. I was kind of fearful of it. I didn't feel supported by it. And so after some deduction, I realized like my business has taken the place of a parent figure that I had growing up that was very demanding and demeaning and not supportive. And so I started to do some research on how we can recreate unintentionally the power dynamics and the relationship roles that we have in our lives in our business. Because I believe that when you start a business, you enter into a relationship with it. You are not your business. That is something outside of you that you are relating to. And so we can recreate that dynamic and we can, that may I be so bold as to say, we can actually abuse ourselves with our businesses by recreating those power uh, those power patterns within it. So the whole book is about how I came to terms with it, how I've worked with my clients or stories about clients in there and how we go from having kind of this mean boss where we're like you know, being mean to ourselves with our businesses to developing a relationship that's supporting and loving. And there's exercises in every chapter to help you do that. Well, I used to beat myself up a lot and I want to give you a specific example because it makes total sense. Mm -hmm. I was an actuary for 25 years. And so I worked in statistics and data analysis and really deep, complex stuff for a long time. And so what I did was I tried to bring that into what I was doing with Facebook advertising, because you can really get analytical with this stuff. But I found out that I was just recreating the thing that I didn't want anymore. And I needed to stop doing that. And it wasn't until I realized, gosh, yes, maybe I do know these things. And I really have a deep, vast knowledge of all of this. But that's not where my heart lies. My heart lies in creating content and helping people be inspired by uh, sounds and colors and everything to, to create their content and giving them a pathway to be able to do that. That's very easy to follow, like follow the yellow brick road type of concept. And it, the storytelling and bringing that into my work, that was what really fueled me. And I'm like, why am I trying to make this so difficult and complex? Just like I used to do at work because I, I had to. I don't have to do that anymore. I have the power and the business to be able to love my business. So how to love your business, I think that that fits perfectly. Yeah, I'm glad that you went on that journey. And usually if you pull back the layers, there's usually a younger, I call them your inner kiddos, like a younger version of us that's like, mm -hmm. but this is how it's supposed to be, or this is what's expected of me, or, you know, and we kind of have to give them a little love and let them off the hook and say, no, you know, we don't have to do it that way. Like with my business, no one else here, I get to do what I want to do. Finally, like, let, let's do this. Let's have fun. 
Exactly. Love it. Would you rather work or would you rather play? If we're going to go through all of this business building stuff, it better be for something that we love doing, right? Take a moment to do this quick life purpose challenge to discover what makes you truly happy. It's free. Visit sallyhendrick.com forward slash life purpose. You know, I wonder if there is like some sort of formula to this. Can you sort of pinpoint that if somebody's having a problem in this area in their business, that maybe that you might find this in their past? Yeah. So in some of the research that I did, I had, I started just having conversations with entrepreneurs and small business owners. It was like, okay, so, you know, no one's looking for trauma in their business and we really haven't even defined how that could look. So let me just start talking to people and finding out what are some of the most common patterns or places that this shows up in business and um, what kind of came to the surface were several different categories. And one of them was about, um, well, money's always there, you know, like <laughs> money's always one of the categories. It's like, you know, how um, they're trusting themselves with you know, how you price your stuff or how you trust yourself to manage your money. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on money because I feel like everybody talks about that one. But one of the one of the categories that came up was um, was trust. And it looked a little bit looked a little bit different for um, people, but it kind of came down to two ways. It's either a lack of trust in themselves because they had experiences where people you know, uh, didn't help them build self-trust or made them feel very doubtful. Like they had an overly critical parent or someone who made them doubt themselves. So it was either the fact that they weren't trusting themselves enough and they were giving power away in their business, letting other people make decisions for them um, or not managing their team or not being as, as firm of a leader as they could be, or that they didn't trust other people at all. Meaning that, um, you know, probably some business coach harangued them into getting employees or you know, hiring contractors to do the things they really shouldn't be doing anymore. But they were um, paying the, you know, paying these contractors or these employees and still not getting out of the way of them to do their job because relying on someone is the behavior of trust. And if they had challenges around trust, they were not allowing their employees to do something. They would never quite let go of something. Either they're micromanaging or stepping back in. So they weren't getting the relief that they needed because they wouldn't let go. Um, so that trust piece was really big because if you want to grow your business outside of just you, you have got to trust other people to do their job. If you want to be the CEO of your business, you have got to trust yourself to be the captain of that ship to recognize where you want to go and how you need to lead the people um, in order to get you there. So I think, you know, trust is one of the biggest ones I think that I work on with people. And it usually has been where they have had some wounding around their trust, whether that they can't trust others because they were abandoned or you know, abused or you know, something happened, or I can't trust myself because I have been criticized. I've been told that I'm wrong. Or even like me, I grew up with a learning disability. And so I always felt like I couldn't trust myself because I didn't know what was going on most of the time. And I was being told that I was lazy or that I wasn't trying hard enough. So my trust in myself was really damaged. So that's one of the areas that I see it come up a lot 
that can really impact the business. That makes a lot of sense. And I feel like I've been through that as well. And I don't have it as much anymore. I now have let go of several things in my business. And it's nice to be able to just have to supervise it or just Mm -hmm. check it off the list and make sure it's been done. And, you know, uh, any type of super supervising tasks that go along with that. That's, that makes a lot of sense. So money, trust, any others that you would list out? Yeah. Boundaries. Boundaries. Um, Boundaries was another big one. It is, um, if you, again, have had people or even systems around you that don't respect your boundaries or don't allow you to have them, um, depending on how you grew up, you know, your needs, your wants, your your opinions, you know, any of those, if they were uh, not valued and, and nurtured in any kind of way, um, boundaries can be really difficult to set in place. So again, we see this kind of flip of the coin. It's either really poor and flimsy boundaries with your clients, maybe they're you don't set limits with them and say you're constantly doing work or maybe you're not setting boundaries with your time. And so you're working 24 seven, even though that's not what you really signed up for. Um, so they could either be really poor boundaries or they could be so rigid that it doesn't allow for growth, flexibility or support because you have set your boundaries to be so tightly and so close mm-hmm. that it's just like, you know, the brick walls around you that um, you're kind of, you boxed yourself in. Um, So boundaries is one of them. Um. Do you want to stand out from the crowd with your content? Come discover how to market yourself as an expert, as a change maker, as a positive influence on other people's lives. With the Exponential Marketing Club, you will learn the ins and outs of content marketing that makes a difference in the world. Visit sallyhendrick.com forward slash club. And visibility is another one. I bet you see this a lot in the work that you do and helping people um, really kind of step into whatever creative pursuits they want to do or to sell more things that that fear of visibility isn't just a cliche that you hear in a lot of coaching circles. There's something very, very real about that in that if you were someone who grew up in a household that was very chaotic or very um, volatile, being seen was dangerous. And so your nervous system had that experience over and over during these very important years of your life. And so it's, you know, your nervous system doesn't give a shit about how, how old you are, that this is just running a Facebook ad or whatever. It doesn't care. Um, it's um, if, if being visible, being seen and being acknowledged was a danger to you or could it get you in trouble or you know, if you just learned how to fly under the radar, stepping out to be more visible to sell what you need to sell in your business or, you know, be more of a leader it's your, your nervous system is going to have that trigger. So visibility is also another one. So um, that makes a lot of sense. That's really, I I actually kind of felt some of that fear when you talked about that, about, you know, what, where does that come from? Did something ever happen? So if scooting past all of the specifics of what you do and how you help people, why, why why do you do this? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think anyone ever becomes a therapist because they had a well-adjusted childhood. Of course, I haven't (laughs) met anyone yet. So, you know, the why really is that I grew up in a very volatile household and 
you know, struggled with a lot of um, challenges myself, either, like I mentioned, having a learning disability uh, growing up. No one expected me to graduate high school, much less get a master's degree. So, um, and the problem was I saw myself as the problem as opposed to the system around me that, first of all, didn't acknowledge my struggle, personalized it and blamed it on me. And, and other than that, didn't know how to teach me, right? It was their job to learn how mm-hmm. to teach me. Um, so it was a challenge, right? It became a trauma for me to go to school every day like that. But it also became a skill set, which is what you'll see a lot when it comes to trauma and entrepreneurship is that we have the challenge that creates a, a skill uh, that we can harness if we're aware of it. Um, and so for me, I just didn't want other people to feel like that. And so I had a really strong desire to help other people. Um, and so I wanted to, you know, when I finally got into college and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do, I wanted to be a therapist. I wanted to help other people. And so a social work degree made sense. And that's how I kind of started things. Um, but as far as my why now, it is that I... I just have, I feel very strongly about the fact that having your own business can provide you with financial freedom. It can help you be a disruptor. It can help you be, um, it can help you heal. Like I see people heal through their businesses every day. It is possible. And so I believe in particularly people who are in more marginalized communities like women and, you know, people of color and people with different orientation that small, you know, owning your own business or or being a defined leader or being entrepreneurial is your way through. And you may have a bad business idea. You may, your product may need some zhuzhing. There, there may be other reasons why your business doesn't thrive and succeed, But it will not be because you don't recognize that childhood trauma or any kind of trauma that you've had has set up shop in your business and is keeping it from thriving. Not on my watch, not ever. It may be for another reason, but it will not be for that if I can help it. So um, that is my why. That, That is the reason why I do this. That is the reason why I have my own business as opposed to you know, getting the 401k and, and just getting much paycheck and shutting up and going sitting on the beach on the weekend. <laughs> um, it is because we need to understand that, first of all, many of us have childhood trauma that don't recognize or realize it is trauma because we were told to shut up, no big deal, walk it off, and that your nervous system doesn't care what you call it. You're still reacting to it and it's still a part of who you are. So first of all, is education. And then support and disrupting this idea that mental health doesn't matter when it comes to your business, that um, you can have the resilience from the challenges to help your entrepreneurial journey. Um, and that if you don't are not recognizing and aware of it and getting support from it, it can be the deterrent from you continuing your, on your journey as well. So that's kind of why I'm here and what I do. I love it. Thank you so much. Now, can you tell us where we can find you online? Yeah. So if you are a TikTok fan, I'm on TikTok um, at the business therapist. Um, I know that Sally and I both like TikTok. <laughs> I like TikTok. I do too. It's changed my whole life. Um, my website's Nicole.Lewis-Keeber.com. That's where you can find that um, free masterclass I mentioned, the Trauma and Entrepreneurship Connection. You can also find my book there, How to Love Your Business. Cool. Um, yeah. And so yeah. those are the best places to find me. Excellent. And I'll link everything in the show notes as well. 
Well, thank you so much. This has been wonderful. I've loved getting to know what you do in your business, but also why you do it, which makes a whole lot of sense. I love that you've shared, you know, some of your own personal struggles here today. So thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me. Turn what you know into what you do. Join the platform with the most ways to monetize what you know, whether it's online courses, coaching, memberships, podcasts, newsletters, communities, or more. Kajabi gives you all the tools you need to build, market, and sell it with just a few clicks. Sign up at sallyhendrick.com forward slash Kajabi. That's K-A-J-A-B-I. Thank you for listening today. My name is Sally Hendrick. Be sure to visit our website for show notes and more information on how you can inspire others. If you would like to contribute content to our magazine, please apply on our website at shoutyourcause.com. 